Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Hello, and welcome to the Plata Life Podcast, Season 6, Episode 39. Today's episode, I will share the first part of my new story and sit here and share about all my day-to-day stuff as a creative person trying to figure out what the heck is happening or what day it is. Um, (laughs) We are on fall break and to be honest, this story was the hardest one to start. Um, I think it's a combination of both the time of the year and being on vacation and just sort of trying to like figure out what I'm going to write and when I'm going to write it and how I'm going to write it. And also that this character is, um, it's a little challenging to write about because I sort of have to really dig deep and uh, look at this part of myself in the mirror or whatever, um, phrase I want to use here. But yeah, it's been a struggle. I finally finished it yesterday. Today's actually Wednesday and I'm that's the day I actually released the podcast. And so I like cutting it really close to um, not having an episode today because I just could not get myself to do this writing. Um, we went to visit my sister in San Diego last weekend or last week and we were there for almost a week, pretty much a week. Um, and so I took all my journals and my books and my notebooks and my laptop and my iPad. And I took all of the things, um, sort of thinking that after the kids went to bed or early in the morning, I'd still, I could still keep the same sort of routines and do my writing and my journaling and all of that. And I was just so tired, um, because I was there by myself with the kids. My husband didn't come until the weekend that I did not have the energy to do this creative practice as much. And so I edited some of the other stories. I kind of sort of tried to plan out this character, but (laughs) excuse me, but I really did not have the capacity for it. And so, yeah, it it was a struggle for sure. Um, But I was reminded that you know, when you have a creative practice and you use creativity as this sort of relationship with something out there, um, that kind of goes back and forth. I, yeah, I was reminded that it, you can't force it because when you force it, it feels so yucky, I guess is the word. And when that happens, it's just, like nothing good can come from that, from being frustrated with work and being annoyed that you can't think of something or being impatient. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think that's one of the biggest challenges of having a creative practice is when you have the time, you don't feel inspired. And then when you feel inspired, you don't have the energy. And then when you have the energy, you don't have the time. And so it's like this huge, like, I don't know, game of chess of like moving these pieces and trying to figure out when things are going to happen. And so just saying that and sharing all of that to remind you that if you're feeling that way too, that the 
that's okay. I think that's part of the process. And I think that's what makes this so sort of raw. Like it's this relationship you have with this creative force and energy, kind of like the Cornelius. Um, And it takes time to sort of go through all these feelings that come up about it. So anyways, um, I finally finished the story yesterday and um, I don't know exactly where it's going to go. It's been a bit of a whirlwind trying to um, sift through all the parts that have been coming up for these characters. And so I think we're getting to like the very, very like deeper parts here. And I'm treading with caution because it is a lot of internal personal work that I'm doing. And so I'm treading with caution in the sense that I have to be very like slow moving and kind and patient and just compassionate um, with whatever shows up. And so I think that's the beauty of this process, right? Especially thinking about IFS, which is internal family systems therapy. Like it really is about allowing that capital S self to come forth, which is Isabel and thinking from her perspective, not from all the other characters and slowing things down enough so that I can get to these other parts and identify, you know, who they are and what their job has been and what they really want and how we can sort of free them a little bit more. And so that's, that's hard work. It really is, but it has been making such a drastic difference in my day-to-day life. Like for sure, if there's anything from this project that I've gained is just the awareness of how my internal systems have been working all these years and how tired a lot of them are like Amelia and how exhausted it, how exhausting it is and how much I don't want them to be taking the driver's seat anymore and how capable I am for them to just, for me to work with them and for them to just find a different job, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, with all of that being said, I, um, I'm going to finish these characters, um, in October. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. I like can't stop yawning now. I was fine 20 minutes ago and now I like can't stop yawning for whatever reason. Um, anyways, I'm going to finish these characters in October, November, December, and then I, um, I have so many different ideas of what I'm going to do with them after. And I met with a friend. Um, I met her through the Wayfinder Life Coach training that I did. And we were in the same cohort. And she lives a little outside of San Diego, um, close to where my sister lives, which is really weird. And so I texted her. I was like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Do you want to meet up? We can just like catch up, have breakfast, whatever. And so we did. And it was so fun to just sit with someone because she's also a writer and so to like bounce ideas off each other and to just get in this creative energy with somebody else and for her to be like what are you gonna do with this and you know just kind of get a different perspective and how my stories could impact others and I'm just like super excited for all of the possibilities to come with these stories um it feels really liberating to be focusing on this kind of work instead of hyper-focusing on all 
the anxiety inducing things that happen when we travel. So I think that this was just really great timing and how cool, how cool that out of all the people that were in the cohort, there's like hundreds and hundreds of people in the, like the program that year that we were paired up or whatever in this cohort of like 10 people. And that, you know, I have the capacity and the ability to meet with this person in person. Um, it was just really cool. And I'm so grateful to have that, um, to build friendships with people who are like really sort of getting this whole process and that they are really just excited for me and not weirded out by me, (laughs) which is really challenging to find sometimes. Um, so I'm just really grateful. I'm sitting in that gratitude today of just slowly showing up in the world in this way and being seen by others who like get it and they appreciate it. So, all right. With all that being said, I am going to go ahead and read the next story. Um, Yeah. And so I hope you enjoy it. Here is Mabel and Manolo, part one. Agar and I walked in silence through the forest. The weather was absolutely perfect. I listened to the way our footsteps crunched the ground beneath us. The rhythmic pattern of our steps was soothing to me. I noticed the trees had changed quite a bit. We were back in the part of the mountain that felt a little less magical. Maybe we had gone past that gate without realizing it. So, Agar, I wasn't sure if we were supposed to be having a conversation or what. So, Isabel, he responded with a little smirk. Why are you back? Am I in danger or something? I asked, looking around, feeling a little cautious. Not really, he hesitated, but I have a feeling you're going to need my help soon. What do you mean by your help? In what way? I wasn't afraid or anything. I'd just like to know what was in store for me. It gave me the illusion that I had any sort of control. In reality, I knew that the idea of control was simply a way my mind tried to make sense of the world. Before he could answer my questions, we heard a wailing coming from behind a bush. My body instantly signaled that this would be the next character. Here we go, I said to Agar as I walked through the bushes. On the ground, there was a small lovebird lying on her side and crying. Oh my, I said as I crouched to see if this bird was okay. With compassion, I slowly approached. Hey, quietly, I assessed the situation. I just can't take it anymore, the the bird said quietly. And now I've hurt my wing. She tried to flap it a little, but let out a screech in pain. Huh, I see that. I wasn't sure what to do. And it's all his fault, she began sobbing. I got closer to the bird. The rosy colors on her face let me know that she was definitely a peach-faced lovebird. She wasn't bigger than five or six inches. The colors of her feathers were just stunning. The dark green of her body with the bright blue feathers on her tail made the perfect combination. Another one of her screeches interrupted me from admiring her beautiful colors. I'm just so upset, she yelled. I tried to do everything around here, and I do mean everything. I looked around, not sure where she had fallen from or what had happened. Agar gave me a confused look. Okay, we see that you are hurt, I said lightly. Can I take a look at your wing? She opened up her wing lightly and continued complaining. I'm always the responsible one, the one that holds everything together. If only he were change and do more around here, then I could finally feel free to let go and be me. Yeah, that sounds really hard. I tried to sound reassuring, but I was having a hard time getting a good look at her wing. I had a feeling that I would have to be extremely clear with her that I was not here to necessarily take any sides. I also didn't know who she was talking about. 
she sure did have a lot to say. You see, I'm the one that feeds the kids, gets them ready to fly every morning, takes care of the nest, has to go and look for twigs to make the nest stronger. I woke up early and stay up late, and it's not like I can just go off and build another nest somewhere. We're already pretty established here. Her peach-colored face seemed to be turning more red than peach as she continued to work herself up. Okay, okay, I see what's happening here, I said as I began to stand up. She looked confused as to why I was not acknowledging all of her frustrations. You're clearly very upset about your situation, which you have every right to be frustrated, don't get me wrong. However, the wound cannot be fixed because every time you start complaining, the wound gets deeper. I tried to understand what was happening under her wing, and it became very obvious when she went on and on about her frustrations. So, what does that mean? I can't vent my frustrations or I'll get worse? What kind of sick joke is that? She looked mad. Agar tilted his head at her and smelled the air around him. His eyes began to squint a bit as he stared at the bird. Well, I'm not sure exactly what it means, but I do know that getting to the root cause of your frustrations will help you feel a little bit better, which will then help you with your wing. I wasn't sure if she was ready to sit down and have a heart-to-heart. Speaking of hearts, the rosy-colored part of her body sort of looked like half a heart. It was truly beautiful, but the look on her face threw everything off. That would be nice, but I can't fix anything on my end without him fixing everything on his end. She continued to focus on this other bird, or some sort of animal, I was assuming. Yeah, before we go on, can you tell me your name and a little more about you? I had learned through working with a lot of different people in my real life that oftentimes people like to focus on others because they are avoiding something within themselves. Okay, fine. But then I will tell you all of my problems with my husband and maybe you can figure out ways that you can help me change him. She seemed really determined on that part of the exchange. And we'll see about all of that. But first, let's start with your name. I redirected her to focus on the task at hand. My name is Mabel, and I am a peach-faced lovebird. I met my husband when we were just a few months old. We instantly knew that we would be mates for life, and so we did what all the lovebirds do. We created a home and a life together, eventually bringing our little rugrats into the picture. He works out in the forest all day while I stay in the nest, preparing it for when the kids get home. I practice their screeches with them. You know, us spirits need to hear the sounds often in order to be able to repeat them. Then my husband flies home, we eat dinner and go to bed. Then we repeat the process all over again, day after day. She looked exhausted and sort of reminded me of Amelia. So much work to do. Did she need to feel valued and appreciated? Was that it? Or was there more to this? Well, since your husband, um, I wasn't sure she had told me his name yet. Manolo, she replied quickly. Well, since Manolo is not here, we can't really work anything out with him right now but what we can do is continue to learn more about you she looked offended again or you can tell me where he is and i will find him agar chimed in i am pretty hungry maybe i can just eat him oh no he had his aggression eyes out he must be really hungry agar i snapped him out of it you will not be eating manolo or any other bird for that matter if you're hungry i have some snacks in my pack he quietly went on search and searched through it I sat down and took a deep breath. I needed to find connection to myself before we could really look at Mabel's problem. I had the sense that this went way deeper than just feeling unappreciated, and she was nowhere near being self-aware enough to look at her deeper wounds. This was going to take a while. Okay, so that's part one of Mabel and Manolo the Lovebirds. Um, Yeah, it was a tricky one for me to write for sure. I do think that... I don't know if there's a, it's a combination of like T-Rex mom and Amelia in there. And I had to like really sift through all of that. Like 
is this Amelia showing up or is it T-Rex mom or like what what is causing this part of me to show up in this way right I think that's the biggest challenge when we when it comes to kind of identifying these parts is that sometimes they kind of get entangled with each other sometimes there's a couple of them that show up at the same time and so um there's times in my life where it feels like it's t-rex mom or it feels like it's amelia but then they sort of like now that i've kind of dissected them they sort of go away or they calm down or they are put to good use i guess i should say and then there's this other part that just lingers and i'm We've been trying to figure out what that is. And so this is what this is. It's this lingering part. Um, and this will come in the set of two lovebirds named Mabel and Manolo. And I am I'm so excited because I already love her. Like as soon as I picture this part of me with like this little lovebird who's injured on the ground and is just like pissed at the world and just like has so much anger inside of her and so much frustration and it just like I wanted to just hold her in my hand and be like oh you sweet little lovebird I'm like it's gonna be okay you know and I think once I felt that um to be honest I had like an emotional reaction because I'd never felt that sort of compassion for any part of myself in that way and so once I like felt like I could hold this part of me in my hand and just like like just wait for her to like be ready to really look at this um it opened up something else in me I don't know how to describe this process it's just happening I'm not sure that like anybody will be able to resonate with this or anything but like that's okay I think just sharing about it helps me um, one be accountable it just helps this whole process go along and it helps the people in my life um, understand me a little bit better, which I think is huge. I think I've spent an entire lifetime trying to connect with others and I never quite have found the way for them to get like a clear picture of who I really am. And this has just been an incredible way to do that. So I'm really excited um, to continue to develop not only these characters, um, the little set of lovebirds, which I can't wait to draw them. They're going to be so cute. Um, but also to sort of wrap up this whole project, um, you know, we're in the last quarter of the year, uh, winter, I mean, fall, I guess, but you know, winter is coming, winter is coming. Um, and there's a sort of like, I want to tie this up. I want to like really nurture it, nurture myself in the last three months, like really take the time to sit with myself and appreciate all the work that's gotten into this project and myself and just, man, what a cool experience. I know I've been babbling on about these characters, but it has really truly been life-changing. And so I'm really excited to see what comes from this. Um, not only like externally, but internally. And uh, I think I figured out the end of everything, like the whole story. And so I just got to get through these next months, which are going to be really tricky, especially Mabel. Um, I feel like she's going to be a little challenging, but that's okay. Like I, I have the patience for it now. You know, I've built up nine months worth of sitting and writing and struggling to write and pushing through it and knowing when to back off and having this little dance with my creative pro uh, project and this process. And so I'm ready. I think we're ready. We're ready, guys. Um, okay. 
I don't know why I just did that. That's okay. I am going to get going because, um, I don't have to go to work today, but I do have lots of other things, um, that I need to work on. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed meeting the new character, Mabel, the lovebird. Um, I think in the next chapter or two, I'm going to, we have to meet Manolo. Like that's just a given. So I'll have to write him in somehow. Not sure yet how I want their dynamic to be. Like, are they going to be arguing? Are they going to be fighting? What's his deal? Like, I have to kind of figure that out, you know? Um, But anyways, I hope that you enjoyed it and I will talk to you next week. Okay, adios. Thank you for listening to the Plata Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, or just share it with a friend. I would greatly appreciate it. Bye.